Welcome to Soundbites. I'm Russell. Hello, Peter. Hello, Russell. How we're are you? Oh, we're back for another mystery <laughs> night. <laughs> Glad you got those sound effects going <laughs> from last week. Well, people said they liked them, which was um, odd. <laughs> that, was really, that was really odd. Uh, anyway, we are talking mysteries. Last week, we talked about uh, boat mystery ship Mary mysteries. Celeste, yeah. Um, Arang Madan. Yes. Tonight, we are going to hit the snow. We are. We're and going to talk about the Dietlov Pass mystery. And we also have a uh, menu log. or men- <laughs> menu, menu log. Me- Menulog.com. Men- <laughs> manuscript. That's the one. <laughs> the Voynich manuscript. Menu log. You now owe us money. Yeah. Um, anyway, we are going to get into it. Which one are we going to hit first? So let's talk about the Dietlov Pass uh, mystery. Okay. So, well. So, and why is it a mystery? Well, because apparently they were stupid enough to leave their tent in a blizzard. But how do you know? How do you know that that was the reason? Maybe leaving the tent was the smartest thing to do. And uh, now, I just watched a three-minute video, and I don't know why you would leave your tent in the snow. Well, that's, at night time and get lost and hypothermia and die. That's, that's the mystery. So sh- should we give everyone a bit of a okay? Let's give a people, background. Yes, I All think right, so. So, so let, let's a bit of a history lesson. So this will sound like a uh, you know. A, We're going back to school, kids. We're going back to school. So okay. Cast your mind back. It's it's uh, January 1959, so you might not even have been born then. I wasn't born then. So there you go. That's how long ago it was. Past life, baby. Past yeah, life. past life. So, maybe um, we were one of them. Past life. Maybe. You know? Yeah. Reincarnated. Yeah. No evidence for it, but yeah. Yeah. It's a mystery. Yeah. yeah well, it's more than a mystery. <laughs> uh. <laughs> the mystery. <laughs> Why do we do this? <laughs> All right, so let's go back. So we're, we're talking about Russia. We're going back to Russia in 1959, January 1959. And this is a group of experienced ski hikers. Um, so uh, they, they weren't um, unfamiliar with the terrain. In fact, they had done it before. Uh, well, I believe they'd done it before. Um, but it was led by a man who was named Igor Dyatlov, which is where the, the mystery gets its name from. Um, so, And all the hikers were students, and they were recent graduates uh, of the Ural Polytechnic Institute. Um, so to give you a bit of a timeline, they set off uh, on the morning of January 27th, 1959. So this is, you know, um, uh, in the deep of Russian winter. Um, uh, and they, l- they left uh, from Vizhay, uh and to begin their trek. So on January 28th, one of the hikers, um, Yuri Yudin, uh, he fell ill, so he decided to turn back. Uh, and actually, that decision that he made turned out to save his life. So mm. um, the remaining members of the exhibition, they went on. So now we're looking on the, the, next, uh, in a f- yeah, the next day, February 1st, uh, and the hikers reached the um, Kolat Saikai, uh, uh, which is the pass that has now been renamed the Dyatlov Pass after this incident. Yep. So when they reached that pass... Uh, their plan was to cross over and set up camp on the other side. However, during the, uh, their track, um, the weather conditions started to get really, really bad uh, and there was a snowstorm. And in the confusion of the snowstorm, uh, they got lost. So um, in, in discovering that they had made it all the way, uh, nearly to the top of the mountain pass, so they decided to pitch a camp um, and then they would head out the next day once the weather had gotten uh, yep. better. And they never made it past that point. Yes, well, it, they were in temperatures below 22 Fahrenheit. 
um, which is cold. I don't know what that's in Celsius, but that's a cold. I don't want to be there. No, no I'll, I'll stay. Uh, their height was, uh, according to what I can see, uh, one thousand and seventy-nine. That's quite high. It doesn't say whether that's in feet or meters or whatever, but um, probably feet. Yeah, most probably feet. I wouldn't. Yeah. Say, yeah, they're above ground. Um, I look. I from the illustration in the video that I saw, it looks like they something happened where maybe snow came down, tumbling down at them. Well, that's the lead theory that there was an avalanche um, because the injuries on the bodies uh, were various. Um, so some had uh, one one body was particularly crushed, uh, another had been mutilated. So um, uh, they they had torn their way out of the tent in a hurry. So they didn't even open the tent; they just literally cut their way out of it. Um, and so, what the lead theory on this is is that. Um, what they would have done once they'd set up the tent and they'd gone inside is that um, they would have put their skis down like a bed. Yeah. And they believe that if an avalanche had come, um, because what they did uh, is that, if you think of it, the, the, they were on the side of a mountain. So think of it yeah. like they had to cut into the, the snow side, uh, the snow, to make like a little in, uh, ledge yep. that they could put the tent up on. So there would have been a bit of a... Um, a cliff, if you like, for the snow to fall down onto the tent. Um, and so the lead theory is, is that if they'd put their skis down and they were laying on those skis and then the snow came and it would have crushed some of them, um, then that's where they would have got those injuries. The lady who um, was found uh, with her tongue missing, they believe that would have been probably from a little critter uh, that you know found something to eat. Uh, which is why... Lovely. Well, that's what happens. Is that She was already dead, though, when that yeah, happened. Yeah, so she that's but why she wouldn't have put up a fight. Yeah, uh, but you would have been like, okay, if you're a critter, why would you take the tongue? Like, Because it's soft and easy to get to. But so is a leg. Yeah, if you're a little critter, though. How little are we talking here, though? Well, I don't know. Because the mouth would have had to been open. Yeah, but it probably was. I didn't see pictures of this person's mouth, so I can't actually t- yeah. <laughs> have any. So, well, some reports say that her eyes were missing too. So, eyes and tongue. Well, some say just her tongue. But the aliens, aliens, aliens. No, it's not aliens. It's never aliens. <laughs> well, in this theory, they say that there were possible uh, a fire in the tent. Uh, yeah. A killer snowman. Yes, they, they believe that it could have been an attack by the Mansai tribesmen. Yep. The Mansai. A UFO's and temporary insanity caused either by drug abuse or uh, infrasounds. Infrasounds. I-N-F-R-A sound. Ultra high frequency. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is on Forbes.com, so... We need need to talk about where you get your information (laughs) from. Hey, Forbes is a good site. You look at me like, hey, you're so disappointed. <laughs> like, you yeah. could have chose Wikipedia. <laughs> you might as well have just said Cosmo is a good site to get your data from. Girl.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, okay, so let's, were they using drugs? Was there any biopsies or anything done to them? Because well, they found the bodies. Yeah, all the all the bodies were there. They were just all in um, somewhere in the fetal position, which is yep. atypical of people dying from hypothermia. Um, well, so definitely weren't doing drugs then because... Uh, Normally they're uppers, and normally they'll heat up your body. Well, I don't know. 
I've, I've never taken them. <laughs> I will judge. I will. Uh, <laughs> uh, we'll, um, we'll ask take, a doctor. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll have to get some expert, <laughs> uh, experienced opinion know. on that. So I don't know. I've never tried. I've never taken them. Um, we do not promote, promote drugs, people. No. Let's move on. Uh, killer snowman's. Let's let's talk about that one because that's the one, uh, the interesting one. What, so Was there a killer snowman? Well, look, you you could go down that um, uh, the Mansai tribesman. Um, but th- but they're normally very very peaceful, um, oh. and and they're, they're also quite hospitable. But there are some places in the world where if you try to enter the indigenous area, you will get killed. Simple as that. Oh, there there are places like that. There's that uh, what is it called? Just off um, India, um, North Sentinel Island. Mm. Uh, if you try going there, you're dead. Uh, yeah, you. And yeah. and that's what happened to that poor fellow who went there. What was it? Two years ago? Three years ago? Uh, and he was hoping to um, bring or convert them all to Christianity. Oh, um, well, clearly, clearly they had other plans for him. Well, it, it, well, it's very sad. I mean, I not that I, you know, as a atheist, I don't uh, condone that. But well, it's not for me to yeah. condone it either. But <laughs> the, the idea was is that they, they there are laws about visiting North Sentinel Island. Yep. It is you're not allowed to. Um, he paid people to take him there, and they did, and they've all been arrested. Um, for doing so, uh, but sadly he lost his life um, in the attempt to try and make contact with them. Uh, so I, I think, um, despite what his reasoning was, it's unfortunate that uh, that was the outcome, and also the risk that he posed to them, um, because obviously none of them are inoculated against any of our um, Western diseases or our civilization diseases. Um, so he could have, um, even if he did uh, bring them whatever he thought was going to be a benefit to them, he could have actually also carried with him uh, diseases, which is what we saw happen in uh, South America uh, by the Spaniards. Anyway. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just trying to... F- okay, so you're going to hate me again. You're not going off on a tangent. <laughs> no, I'm not. Where are you going? No, I'm not. This is about the nine hikers that were killed oh, good. in 1959. I mean, good that you're staying on topic. Yes, I am. I just Googled Killer Snowman 1959 just to see what would happen. Mm. And Russia has reopened the 1959 mystery case of nine hikers at Diablo Pass. That was in the 12th of February 2019. So it's been, what, two years now that they're... Yeah, exactly. Two years that they've had this open case. Um, What do they hope to find having a reopen it? What? Was there a killer snowman? That's what I want. Uh, I don't think there. Uh, still, the lead theory, and I think that there was another um, review done, and I think it might actually be the one you're talking about. And they continued to say that it was an avalanche. Well, uh, you look at the tent here. Like we, I just, uh, this is adventurejournal.com. Uh, that tent is squashed. No matter how you look at it, that's an avalanche. No, but we, we don't know how many days have passed since they departed the tent and they took that photo. And in fact, there were several days that had passed because the original um, plan was is that they would, uh, when when they got to a certain point, um, they would telegraph. So Igor had already organised that on uh, February twelfth, he would telegraph. Um, well, okay, let's say they. Let, okay, let's say that's not. Uh, I'm just looking at the picture even more closely. If it's not an avalanche, because an avalanche would cover the whole thing. Unless the investigators have dug this. Well, it doesn't need to be a massive avalanche. And you've got to remember, they might have just disturbed the stability of the snow by cutting into that 
well, it part of the mountain. It doesn't look like they actually cut into the mountain. It just looks like it's flat on the on the mountain. Yeah, like it's not a steep mountain either. Yeah, but you might you we might be looking at it from the side where the thing is behind us, and we're looking out and then down. Well, we're not investigators. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> But I d- look, I just think that they didn't. That's not a mountain that you need to cut into. I don't think. But um, it does look like there's lots of snow around the either the entrance or the back of it. Uh, so it could be a, an avalanche, or it could just be normal snowfall. Yeah, but like I said, we don't know the amount of time that elapsed between them vacating that tent and the snow and this photo being taken. Well, but you said that he they sent telegraphs. No, no. Quite so you interrupted. Oh, okay. <laughs> How's that for being <laughs> passive aggressive? <laughs> you interrupted. So what was supposed to happen was yep. on February 12th, he, uh, Dyatlov was going to send a telegram to the sports club that they were all members of to let them know that you know where they were at. Um, but, of course, the 12th came and went and there was no communication. But no one was overly concerned o- because they didn't receive anything on the 12th because it was not unusual for there to be delays and um, people hiking the, the, the pass. Yeah. Um, but so what happened was is afterwards, as they still heard nothing, so as the days started passing and, no- and they heard nothing, um, then an, uh, the family and people from the um, polytechnic that they went to, uh, they formed a rescue party and that was um, consisting of students and faculty and they went off looking for them. Uh, and when they couldn't find them, then the police and the armed forces uh, created a full-scale search party, uh, and they went looking for all uh, of the nine hikers. Um, and then they weren't actually discovered until February 26th. So that picture uh, potentially was, at the earliest, taken on February 26th. Yep. Um, so m- nearly two weeks, uh, or more than two weeks, would have passed between them going missing and them finding that that tent. So anything could have happened to it. Yeah. Well, uh, look, I can't read Russian, but uh, which is a shame because they I can see the English part of their dyatlovpass.com, which is apparently the official website for uh, a overnight overwhelming force of Dyatlov Pass. It's a brand new book. It talks about uh, the... Uh, 1079 thing. I don't know. That must have been something that happened um, with a group. Anyway, um, it's go check it out if you want to read the book. Um, <laughs> but apparently, they ha- researchers have confirmed magnetic anomaly on Datlov Pass. Well, yeah, and they they also so of the bodies and of the things they found that were really unusual um, is that uh, some of them were shown to have high doses doses of radioactive contamination uh, on their clothing. Um, so a nuclear bomb. <laughs> <laughs> 1959, yeah, let, come on. Yeah, let, let's, <laughs> let's just go straight to the whole <laughs> nuclear bomb situation. Um, uh, oh. Some of the hikers were found wearing ripped pieces of clothing that were torn off the other eye hikers. So they, you know, suggesting they were either attacking each other or... They they thought they had something on the other person. They were trying to get it off them. Um, some aliens. Of the, some of the hikers, it's never aliens. Well, it has to be some flesh-eating, cloth-eating bug that they're trying to get off them. No, they still had some clothing on them. No, no, but if they're trying to... Okay, let's say two people are trying to rip each other's 
close off. You, you, <laughs> you tend to draw conclusions based on the last bit of information you totally. hear. Totally. <laughs> Why do you think I failed at school? Okay, so look, some of the bodies of the hikers were found strewn across the slopes a short distance oh. away. And others were further away, buried beneath the snow in a ravine. So, what clothes buried? Or people, humans. Oh, sorry. People. And and it will, we we shouldn't be so jocular about this. The people died in this. this is it's, very, it's, very a very, it's, it's a very very sad part of history. Yes, it is. Um, but that's part of this mystery: is why did these people die? Well, they speculation has ranged from, of course, we did say kill a snowman, but being a bit more serious, a serial killer. That's a theory. Yeah. Uh, a avalanches, or they say avalanches, not avalanche. So maybe more than one. Um, my my Apple has just decided that I want to read books and watch movies about serial killers. Uh, thank you, Apple. That's good. Apple um, is always listening. Yes, I did not say that key word. Uh, animal attacks. So they're saying that animals might have been attacking them. But I like this one: secret weapons, a military cover-up. But why would you... Radiation on the clothes and radiation, military, world wars, around that same time. Russia's always had a nuclear division, maybe not a nuclear bomb, but maybe a nuclear gun. You're looking at me going, what? Laser weapons. Uh, Radiation. Do you mean some sort of energy-directed weapon? Yes. I know it's a bit early, 1959, but who knows? This is a mystery after all. Well, it, it is a mystery. <laughs> it, and, we don't, absolutely right. and we don't know what we, technology they actually have in Russia because they're very closed off. They're, they're very secretive about their stuff. So, um, and they have put people in space, so they're very technologi- technological advancement. Uh, like they're very smart people. So oh, if yes, anyone, there's, if, there's if, no doubt about that. And and if the US has laser weapons, I'm sure that Russia would have them too. Whether or not they were around the same time. Yeah. Um, but It's a hypothetical. It, it, could it is a hypothetical, although... It's a very stretchy one. Although it doesn't explain why only some of them had... Uh, it was focused. A focus beam or... Let's be more reasonable. I would most probably say a microwave. That has radiation in it. It might have exploded, causing an avalanche. Now, they don't know if there was a fire or not, but that would explain some of the radiation on some people because it wouldn't affect every single person of them. It would affect the people closest to them, and a microwave radiation is mostly not as big. Of course, it's a very bad thing to happen. Microwaves should not explode. But then how do they get power? Yeah, is there to, battery, to generate battery a microwave energy-directed beam that could do that sort of... You'd need a lot of power. You would need a lot of power. So that, that thing I mean, if you think up. of your average microwave is a 1,000 watts, I mean, that's a lot of power. And that's in a little enclosed um, space to heat up something. And even then, it still takes, uh, you know, two, three minutes to heat something up. Well, apparently, according to... Portable and cool, you can buy a battery-powered, an actual battery-powered mini microwave. It's for cars. Now, I don't know. Again, that's a very far-fetched thing. They'll still need need a battery. There's a difference between microwaves bouncing around a small cubic (laughs) rectangular area 
and me standing 30, 40, 50 metres away from something with the directed energy. We're talking Star Trek here. Yeah, but we're also talking 1959. And microwaves as a technology was only sort of, if I remember right, around the 1940s. Well, Star Trek was made in 1960, so they had to get the inspiration from somewhere. You don't just come up with, oh, these guns are going to be laser guns in a movie. You, there has to be some way of thinking, oh, how about we create a laser gun? There must have been some... Hang on, I'm just going to search when it, if there's such yeah, a thing. Yeah, why not? Let's just keep going on off yeah. these tangents. <laughs> not tangent. I'm just trying to solve the mystery. Um, yeah. <laughs> I've just explained to you that a, a energy-focused microwave gun is highly unlikely... Uh, Bob Lay. Oh no, that's a that's a person, not a gun. Um, anyway, we'll, I'll keep trying to solve this mystery while you keep talking. Mm, yeah, no, you definitely keep working on this one. <laughs> I, I think you're close to cracking it. That's for sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll be putting this one to bed in a matter of minutes, folks. Well, <laughs> I searched literally laser guns 1960 just to give us a bit of wiggle room, and all it comes no, up with you, is you, area. some wiggle room. <laughs> Area. Not me. I'm not buying into this at all. Area 51. Oh, yeah. This is... 1960. Oh, yeah. Apparently, yeah. it's a Netflix thing. Oh. So, yeah, go and watch it. Yeah, this this uh, is paying dividends. Yeah, totally. Um, okay, so serial killer. That's much better. I actually am more inclined to think of the serial killer. Was it one of them? Was it the guy that got away? Okay, he said that he came back earlier, like he left the crew earlier than the rest of them because they didn't make it back, clearly. But did he really leave at the time and were they actually dead from that time? Like, I know uh, this is a very big hypothetical. He kills them all, mm. but doesn't tell them that they're missing. Right. Gets back yeah. uh, on the day that he got back. Yeah. Said, oh, yeah, they're all good. Yeah. And then they didn't make the call come in because they're all dead. So how would he... Have gotten because he returned after a day, and they had travelled. I don't know. Well. <laughs> that's the mystery now. No, no, that's not actually the mystery. But you know, <laughs> good on you for trying to create a new mystery inside a mystery inside a mystery. Yeah, maybe it is mystery inception. Well, uh, we but don't... I, no, I do like the serial killer. Not that, and I'm not saying that's not the that is the answer. I don't think it is. Um, but when you look at the different types of injuries they all sustained, mm. there is no real pattern. So, uh, if they did get struck by a microwave gun, why didn't you use? Why didn't the person use it on, or the whoever it was, use it on all of them? But they are running away, or well, it looks like they're running away from something. Well, and that's the thing. But what was it that made them run away? The kill- serial killer with the laser gun, and the avalanche that came down all at once. Yeah, but. What if it's multiple things that actually kill these people? But that's the thing. So, going back to your <laughs> earlier suggestion, which I didn't discount. I haven't... Di- well, which I'm, one? I'm Hang just, on, which one? <laughs> which one of the thousands you've presented <laughs> exactly. in your scattergun approach to hopefully hitting on an answer? Um, I would say that uh, it could have been a hallucinogen of some sort, mm-hmm. but that doesn't explain um, all the injuries. Um, doesn't, well, it explains the tongue game. Being missing because they would have bit off their tongue. No, we sort P- of. That, that's the one thing we're pretty sure that it was a little critter that came along afterwards, found the body, and thought, oh, "Well, I this is easy to eat, and I'm going to have it." Damn, I, I, 
Yeah. You bite your tongue off. <laughs> well, look, let's okay. Let's assume that that's on the table. That they could have bitten their tongue off. It wouldn't their, be easy. It wouldn't be easy. Like frantic running off uh, into the dark. Bite your tongue off. I don't think you could. Uh, I'm sure you could do some damage if you were, you know, having some sort of seizure or. How hard is it to bite your tongue? Off. off. Yeah, you want it gone. But the thing is, that they didn't find it, so it's likely something came along and took it and ate it. Yeah, I. Yeah, no. Apparently, it's not possible. You can cause really, really. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. So, what was your theory? Serial killer. Well, I think. That's well, the, the serial killer because that. Doesn't explain the clothes. It doesn't explain the clothes. It doesn't explain why people try and. The and that, that's why I sort of think. Drugs one does because it's a bit of a hallucinogen. People might have thought that some got of them ants all over them, bugs all over and them, and it doesn't necessarily mean all of them had to have had that drug. Maybe one of them thought, "Oh, this will help pass the time while everyone's asleep and I'm got insomnia." Um, took something, and uh, you know, started going crazy. Uh, one attacked the other, crushed the. But then, how did they survive? Well, or how the, did they? The, the, why did they die? The thing I, that I or find, maybe they just died of the hypothermia. Well, that's the thing. Like uh, from this three-minute video that I watched, it seems like two people died first. Deep, intense research. Yeah, I know. Great, great research. Two people died and killed, uh, basically laid next to each other and passed away. Yeah. So, looks like they just collapsed. Yeah. yeah. So uh, then another body was found. Uh, just laying flat, looks like he, with his hands up near his throat, which, yeah. wonder if he was being choked or... Or he thought he was, well, or maybe he yeah. was choking and he was trying to get air. Or maybe the lady that, w- or the next person who is further away, in the crawling position, choked him. Maybe. And then they died. And maybe they were in mutual combat and, you know, she managed to get the upper hand. And then, uh, but the, uh, suffered, the suffered her own sus- injuries. What if it was two murderers and two victims? Like, uh, well, there were seven was of them. Oh, okay. Well, sorry, nine of them. Nine sorry. of them. One goes went back, so that's eight of them. No, ten in total. One went back, leaving nine. Seven guys, two girls. Okay. Well, how do you kill nine people if you only need two people? You know, it could have been... Like, could it be infighting? That's a pretty vicious infighting. Well, you, but these how, are many all guys, how many girls again? But these are all experienced hikers, and they've known it, they knew each other for a long time. Maybe they not saying that this happened, but maybe they caught... Maybe they were dating each other, and then they caught someone sleeping around with Pro- someone else, and then that crime, caused a fighting, and then all of a sudden... Crimes of passion, you reckon? Yeah, maybe. Wow. I don't know. Um... Do we know anything about their love life? No. No, we, we, we don't. So maybe there was something happening well, in the tent. there might have been. But wouldn't you think that whoever That's was coupled with somebody else, they would sort of try and work together to survive or protect each other? But there's the fighting, the... But I mean, that's... I mean... It's a far-fetched. For, for nine people to engage in that... Polyamorous relationships. Well, no, no. I'm not talking, I'm not talking about... That I'm talking about nine people to be so enraged with each other that they try to kill each other. 
All it would take is, is for, for the for, and and they were just going on a hiking trip, you know. So you, uh, but maybe that happened when they got drunk too much, or they maybe the booze they were drinking was drug well, we laced. Don't they like were drinking. In well, fact, Russia, that, Russia's Russia <gasps> always drinks. I'm sure of it. It's a stereotype. Oh, absolutely. It's a stereotype. But every single video I see on YouTube of them drinking, <laughs> they like their their vodka. Okay. I, I'm not doubting that Russians do like. I their like vodka. my vodka sometimes yeah, can, in uh, moderation. But we're not. But you, you can't just say that they were all so inebriated to the point that their only option was, rather than sort of just go to sleep and sleep it off, was to try and kill each other. Well, if they were drunk and I've made some stupid drunk explain. choices, I, I've that gone wandering ex- around and get lost. I got lost in Perth when I was drunk. Yeah, but did you have unexplained elevated levels of radiation on you? No. That doesn't explain that part. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know what Russia's doing with the military radiation thing. You keep assuming the military is well, involved. Well, how else would radiation come? Like, what? They touched a rock that had radiation? Possibly. Maybe they came across some exposed uranium. Who knows? Enriched <laughs> exposed uranium. Then wouldn't there be reports of uranium in that area that would now be being mined? Well, well it might. See, now you're making me think in the wild, (laughs) evidence-free zone that you inhabit. (laughs) Hey, I'm trying to get down to the bottom of this. Anyway, we should... um, (laughs) We've been talking for half an hour about this one. We have been been a bit jovial, uh, and I I just want to say we... That doesn't take away from the seriousness of the of no. the deaths of these people um, or the loss to the families. Someone has said uh, on on an article I'm reading that sleepwalking. Well, I don't see that possible for all nine of them. Maybe for one of them, and then the rest get went out to search for them. But then that makes sense in a way because if you've lost someone, part of the hiking code is you go and find them. Yeah, but. Unless they're dead. But they're all in various states of dress. So if, if I was dressed and ready to go and, and you were going, oh, I better come looking for you, I would say, listen, get dressed first because it's freezing out there. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe I, That's a question for them, not me. I don't well, know. See, this is why it's a mystery. But I, I think if someone has just went walkabouts or a big bear started chasing them or something, I'm just saying... Uh, maybe you wouldn't get dressed. Maybe you would just get out but, and try to but, find them. But see that you keep trying to come up with solutions. <laughs> totally, but, but, but I'm that, solving whole, this mystery. Yeah, but the whole point is oh. that's why it's a mystery. Is that none, none of those things, all of those options, options only explain a certain amount, but it doesn't cover all the. Yep. And that's why it's a mystery. The Dyatlov Pass mystery, and and may all it, those uh, people rest. It in is peace. interesting. They did say that. Uh, um, there was no evidence found suggested that something unexpected, like a fire or smoke, and in brackets, got the group had a small stove in use. Now, that doesn't explain much to me. Like, uh, the wording there is uh, the group had a small stove in use. That doesn't say whether it was going or not going. It's like, to me, I read that as it was going at the time. Yeah, I sort of read that as it was operating, but it could have been it might not. warmth. But you would sort of think that, I mean, this is, it's not like. Like, you know, when when you go camping or when you go on a hike like this, and, and again, these are experienced people. These aren't just somebody who just went and picked up some cheap equipment from a hiking store or discount store mm-hmm. and had never been hiking before. You sort of think they would have picked up a stove that would have been for that purpose. They would know whether to use it inside or not. 
Yeah, well, absolutely. Now, this I'll, I'll just quickly touch on some really out there myths. Some authors have suggested paranormal activities like UFOs and light, lightning balls. Yeah. Ball lightning, yep. Yep. Uh, to explain the death of nine hikers based on reports of light balls observ- observed in the sky over Ural Mountains in the night of the hikers that the hikers died. Uh, now, other authors have tried to say the secret weapons test by the Russians. Uh, however, according to the Russians, their military tests were in Siberia and not the Ural, Ural, Ural Mountains. So the thing with ball lightning, though... Um, I've never heard of that. Well, it, it's, it's 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 a really unusual type of lightning. It's 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 exactly as it's described. It's a ball is lightning. It like it's lightning in a ball. Dragon Ball Z. I don't know what a Dragon okay, Ball so Z. Okay, so for is. young young people like me, Dragon Ball Z. You is... know that cuts to the core. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry. I mean, like kids, the kids in the in the nineties. It's it's where they a <laughs> ball of lightning is in your hands and you go. Pew. Okay, so. Something like that. It is literally lightning contained within a ball, and it's more of a plasma. Um, and it, it can literally travel down the middle of an aeroplane, or it can... Yeah. It's very, very unusual. It's not, it's not a common thing. Well, but the thing is, is that their statement was, is that they said that ball lightning was present on the night that they all perished. But no one actually knows which night they perished. Unless the murderer... Knows what night and that ball lightning was happening, and he's the murderer or she's the murderer. Serial killers. Still doesn't explain. No, it explains the fact that they say they claim, oh, it was it ball lightning to take the attention off of them. Yeah, but ball lightning has been blamed for a lot of things, just like aliens, just like the supernatural, just like I, I just Google ball lightning, and uh, yeah, it's aliens coming down on us. Time for a break. Yeah, I think so too. Um, when we come back, we are going to talk about the um, which one? Uh, do you want to do the Voynich manuscript? We can do the Voynich manuscript. Or would you like to talk about? Well, uh, we did say the manuscript one. Okay, you want to? Do I the have no idea about the manuscript. Or so. the Antikythera mechanism. Up to you. Well, which hang on, which one's more fun? Well, they're both good. Okay, we'll do the manuscript. And if All right. We should have time for the other well, one. We'll, we, the, we'll make this one... The, the manuscript shouldn't take too long. Okay, as long as Russell stays on topic. <laughs> we'll be back on the other side. <laughs> just looking at me going, how dare you? Uh, we'll be back on the other side of this. You're locked on to DRM1. This is Soundbites. And sorry about that. I forgot to press the mics open. We are now talking about colours in the studio. <laughs> at least I am. You are. <laughs> I'm talking about the um because I niche manuscripts. I on downloaded 209 pages, which is a shame because it had originally 240ish yeah. pages. Yeah. We believe the original thing had 240. The government took the other pages. Why? Secret messages. Why? Maybe they were about what the future. We don't know what the book says. Well, we don't even know what the other 209 pages say. No, I'm trying to decipher it at the moment, and all I can but just see now, <laughs> just now, like, like this has stumped people for centuries, and you reckon you're just going to have well, a quick look at it and figure it out now? <laughs> so I'm on page four. Yeah, uh, my glasses. I need my glasses, and it's got a beautiful tree in it, very well drawn. I've got to say, the picture is very well drawn. I don't know what exactly what it says, but something to do with plants. Yeah, well, that's all right. You're so, you you are now. <laughs> The same as everybody else. else who has looked at the Voynich manuscript. So, so the mystery uh. behind this is that it's it's 
Hang on, that's not just a plant, though. Have a look at the very bottom of that page. I know I don't know if you've had a chance to look at this. Look at that picture. What looks yeah. odd about that picture? Look well, at the ground. It's got spikes. It look, yeah, it looks... Like, Why does it have spikes? But see, that's the, the mystery of it. What is it telling us? What is it trying to say mm. to us? Um, so oh. so the, the thing is, is that we, we've dated it. We know it's, it was written uh, sometime in the 15th century, so between 1404 and uh, 1438. Um, it's... We know the original had about 240 pages and, you know, we, we've got 209 of them. Um, but every sort of uh, code breaker or, um, uh, uh, you know, a, a, any of the academics or scholars who have looked at this have failed to be able to um, figure out what it is that it's saying. And it's not that it's in... Um, uh, it looks like it follows all the rules that a written language would. Um, you know, it, the consistency of the the lettering and um, the types of words, uh, the um, amount of letters per word, spacing between words. It looks like it follows um, uh, syntax, grammar, um, and it and and you know mm. that it follows all those rules required to to create language. Um, and not only that, so it's not just pages and pages of that, but it looks like it's it's the the book itself is is uh, divided into six particular sections. Yeah. Um, and those are based on uh, one is on nature, um, uh, so including like a herbal section with plants, both uh, identifiable and unknown. Um, there's an astronomical uh, section, so that's got uh, pictures of the sun, uh, the stars, moon, um, the zodiac figures. Um, there's another section that's just got um, drawings of uh, uh, nude human beings. Um, there's a pharmaceutical list. Um, so how do we know it's pharmaceutical list, though? Well, that's the thing. I, I think it's the images. They're, they're looking at, um, you know, it, it's pointing to certain uh, yeah. elements of plants and, you know, and then, and know, then drawings of people and... Uh, that sort of stuff. Well, see, that's what I'm like. I'm flicking through this at the moment while we're live on air. So, I've the first time I've seen it, and it does seem like every page has a different plant, at least what I can see. Yeah. And maybe they're doing what we do with encyclopedias. I think it's encyclopedias where we have a encyclopedia about plants and a encyclopedia about different types of metal and all that kind of stuff. And maybe they're trying to ex- describe what this plant is and where it's grown and where it's found. Yeah. So, um, and, and and that's the thing. So it, it's clear that there is. There is structure to this, and there is clear that there is something that they're trying to explain or to communicate. But the language itself continues to remain elusive. We haven't been able to crack it. We haven't been able to decipher it. Yeah. Um, you know. So, um, and and we've tried to analyze it going back through the various Semitic languages, um, the various um, uh, Arabic, uh, Aramaic, uh, even Hebrew languages. Um, we've tried um, a lot of the European languages, the base languages I'm talking about, the Latin, um, uh, doesn't Germanic. Look, doesn't look Latin or any. It doesn't look like any language I've seen except for maybe. I mean, I know I'm most probably wrong, but Arabic. Well, uh, well, th- and that's what recently someone believed. What somebody says that they've claimed that they have cracked the manuscript, that they've finally cracked Ooh. it. Yeah, and they believe that it. That it is based on uh, Arabic or one of the um, Aramaic languages. It just looks like it. Um, but this looks but like he it. Said, he Sorry, said it's going to take him two years to decipher the entire book. 
good on him, and I hope he does, and I hope he comes out with an English version because I want to read it now. Yeah, but see, the critics claim that he's wrong. Claim that he's wrong. Um, that whilst he may have in, uh, deciphered a couple of words and possibly even a sentence or two, that's a that good start. He's well. The thing is, is that if it's not consistent, um, but we've got AI now. We've got artificial intelligence, <laughs> and we've got. Even AI failed to crack it. Now, we are talking about narrow AI, not general intelligence AI or super AI. So, there was, we talked about this on one of our other episodes about cracking the, the, a code. Yes, remember. Which yes. we used, uh, which they used, not and we, I said but. It back then, yeah. Yeah, so maybe if he has deciphered a few words, maybe it's only a few words he's deciphered, or maybe a page, then. They can load that into Google AI or Amazon AI, whichever one they want to use, and decipher the rest of it where those words happen and then see if it starts making sense. If it starts making sense, then they know that the language is correct or the algorithmic language is correct, and then they can figure out what other letters would be. So from a technical side, if as long as the words are correct that he translates them to, we may know what this book is about. Wow. But it... it that it's doesn't fi- finish the mystery, though. No, it doesn't, because what is the book about? Well, the thing is, is why is there only ever, that we know of, one book written in this language? Just like the Bible. The Bible's only written once at the beginning, and then we've just copied and pasted it. You haven't studied the Bible, have no, you? No, I haven't. Right, okay. <laughs> I'm just going to make that claim right now. Yeah, you need to retract that claim. <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> written once. <laughs> it was written by a bunch of people. But... Okay, yeah. so maybe this is someone's hobby. This manuscript was someone's hobby. But then why didn't why go to all the effort to to literally create a whole new language just for one book? Maybe this was not a whole new language, but maybe this was their community language and the community died. We have languages dying all the time. Maybe this was just a one of those languages that didn't survive time to the time of test, the but, test of time. But as far as we know, only one book was written in this language. Maybe. So, so this community was very uh, not you know, smart. I don't know. Well, they were smart enough they to write a two hundred and forty-page book and to put some really nice drawings next to it. I've got to say. But that. the thing is, is why are some of the images of plants? Unknown species of, of plant? Is it just because the the drawings are that inaccurate or? Um, Sorry, are or aren't? So some of the plants are identifiable. Yes, like the tadpole plant. And some aren't. Sorry, I saw a tadpole plant. I was like, yeah, yeah, that's the tadpole plant. Yeah, okay. So, so (laughs) again, those are all elements that make up the mystery of the Voynich Manuscript. And the Mm. beauty of it is is that you can actually download it like you have done and you can look at it and you can see, um, you know... Very well done. Well, and this is the thing. So now there there are some... Uh, errors about the the mystery. So uh, okay. originally, it was claimed that the entire book was written, um, so the whole two hundred forty pages, without error or editing. No, um, the, you can you can tell that there's been some words taken out and and raised out of the thing. Yeah. So, but that has been found to be false, which would have been actually really really cool if it was true. Well, okay. So here's the thing. Somehow, this person who was writing this book at this time, 1400s, around yeah, the 1400s. 1500, yeah, 15th century. Had color, okay, apparently they had color back then as pencils or, because it, 
It looked does that's not unusual. Well, I don't know. I wasn't around in the fourteen hundreds. Well, you could have tried. Well, you could have <laughs> tried to be around. Yeah, maybe <laughs> past life. But clearly, like, just okay. So to me, and I could be totally wrong because isn't Arabic writing right to left? That's right, and this is left to right. This is left to right. I was about to say that. Yeah. So that's the only thing about this Arabic language is if this person says it's Arab, but no, but it's one of the things. But if this person says, "Oh, Arabic's the 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 solution to this problem," well, it's the wrong way around. For starters, so so that that's why whilst his claim that he has cracked it uh, is a very bold one, um, it's not. some people have some some uh, reservations about it that he has finally figured it out. Yeah, I I I'm starting to pick holes at it now. But okay, anyway, either way, it looks like there's a lot. I look, I'm seeing the same symbols, and I'm going to call them symbols because I don't know what else to call them. Yeah. Over and over and over again. Yeah, it. it but that, that's the the point. Like of it's, it. it's, it's it's either like an L or like a T, like. It uh, goes up, loops across, then comes back down. Yeah, so if it was just gibberish, you you wouldn't see... Patterns. Patterns, but there are clear patterns both... Uh, and and um, linguists have studied this, and, and they're saying, look, it follows the rules of, of how language is constructed. So there are, mm. so there are lots of little words, there are lots of... In, in, they're interspaced, there are big words, um, as you would find in, in written communication. Um, you know, the... the, the the, the way that the uh, sentence is structured, you know, the number of sentences, uh, sorry, the number of words per sentence, the number of sentences per yeah. paragraph. Yeah. So, so th- clearly there, there is, it's not just someone who thought, wow, this is really going to screw with the people in the future. Maybe that's what it is. But it's a lot of effort to go. <laughs> Good on them. It's a lot of effort. <laughs> I know, I know. But, but even then, so why would they do that? Why would, why would people waste... That amount of time. Okay, you're not going to like when, when you've got. Yeah. You've got to remember this is going back. Back 1400 years. Yeah. No, no, back to 1400s. That's what I meant. <laughs> Sorry, not so 600 years, <laughs> 700 years now. Um, going back 700 years um, to yeah, and, and this is where you know time is quite important because they had other things to do um, to to write this manuscript um, and and to not only that but construct an entire language. That you were only ever going to use once. Now, what I find really interesting about it, and look, I don't know when. Pa- I'm trying to find out when paper was invented. Um, do you roughly know what year, like what decade that was invented? Or? It depends on what type of paper you're talking okay, about. Okay, so techniques. Because uh, this is vellum. Vellum. Okay, well, uh, I'm trying to find vellum. Okay, well, I can't find that, but. Okay, I'm going to read a number here, and I have no idea what it means because I've never heard of BCE. So uh, before it's, Christ, it's, no, well, it, that's what it um, is. It, it's, it's the other version. So it's the um, oh, I can't remember the exact. It'll come to me. Um, it but it, it's the um, uh, yeah. So before our standard calendar. So um, BC BC before Christ, which is what everyone sort of yeah. knows, um, is the same as BCE. So four hundred BC is four hundred BCE. Okay, so apparently that they, they had uh, paper back in the hundred BCs. If I'm correct, and don't quote me on that. Um, well, they had papyrus. Yeah, I don't know. I just th- I just find it really interesting looking at this. How well the paper is, like the paper looks like 
almost like a printing. Before the common era, that's what, what it is. A common era, thank you. Yeah, before the common era. It looks like a, a, an actual paper press. It doesn't look like... I, well, it's vellum. Vellum is the, is, the, is the type of paper that it was written on. So how hard is that to make? Because I made paper when I was in primary school and my paper didn't look like that. Are you talking about how you've mashed together paper and then pressed it? I have no idea how we did it in primary school, but I know my paper didn't look like that. No, I think it was one of the school projects that they do with primary school yeah, kids. But, but you know, and and that's that's a very rough form of making paper, paper because we don't, you know, bleach it clean and we don't press it under the pressures. That the, the reason why I bring up the whole paper thing is two hundred and forty pages of a book. Vellum. So, vellum. Okay, vellum. I'm going to have to Google what vellum is made out of. But 200, like, unless they made it themselves, this stuff mostly wasn't cheap to buy. Yeah. Then they took all the effort to write and draw in this book, and they also erased things or removed things from this book. It's done really, really well. Like... What I'm trying to say is, uh, for the, for its time, it's really, really well done. Yeah, vellum is um, not the sort of paper you're thinking of. Vellum is usually made out of some sort of animal skin. Oh, we're talking pig skin. Possibly. Well, that's even more interesting. That, yes. Yeah, so because a tattoo gun is what you draw on pig skin with. No, this is not when it's alive. No. <laughs> After you've done a certain tanning process to it and... Oh, it's an interesting idea, and I think it's held up reason well, very well. Like, oh yeah, to scan two hundred nine pages, and to make it public, which is amazing. So, if you do, I think it's great that we can all look at it and see it. For um, I will say, there are some sites that are trying to make you pay to download it. Um, if you go to archive.org, you can get it for free. So, I highly recommend and you go know, there. I want to give archive.org a big plug because yeah. you can actually download a lot of good material. For yeah. free from them. So visit archive.org. It's a great place to stop and have a good browse for yeah. a lot of good books. And also, you don't have to pay for everything on the on the internet. No. <laughs> Definitely not. Something something like this should be available for free. And yeah. hopefully, and, and if if Google is ever listening to this show, mm, um, yeah, yeah. maybe maybe <laughs> get your AI technology just to try to figure this out. Because, look, the pictures are amazing. Just It's a fascinating it's, manuscript. And, and the mystery behind it is even more amazing. It, it's, it's past... Do we know um, who the author is? I know that's part of the mystery, isn't it? Yeah, it is part of the mystery. The, 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 it's actually named after the guy who bought it, Voynich. So he had nothing to do with its actual construction or any of like that. He's just the person who sort of um, bought it off a monk, I think it was. Or uh, I've got the history written down. Um, I want you to have a look at something. I just, I'm sure I'm not the first one to see this. Have a look at that picture there. Yeah. Look how it's coloured in nice and neat. Yeah. Then look at the next one. Not so neat. But isn't that depicting the different type of leaf structures? Like this, one, this one has lots of lines, whereas the other one has lots of little circles. But see, that's part of it. Like, but what is it trying single, to communicate? Every single other picture that I've seen has been coloured in very, very neatly. Okay, maybe not that one. <laughs> but, okay, most of them have been coloured in neatly. I don't know what it's trying to communicate. I thought for a second that a two-year-old drew that, drew this, uh, not that one, drew, coloured that one in. Yeah, well... It looked like it was very rough drawn, that's all. Well, maybe it had multiple contributors. That's Which, which would then increase the um, uh, the mystery because if more people knew the language or the style, then again, why is it why is it only that we know of, I should say? 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, sorry, we, we're, we're looking, looking at, at pictures. We're looking at pages and pictures, folks. So sorry for just sort of randomly talking about other things. Um, so, so why would it only appear in one book? Why would these artists who contributed to this not contribute to any others? Why have we not found? And I'm not saying they don't exist. All I'm saying is that we haven't found any evidence of any other books written in this type of language with this type of. Um, Some of the drawings aren't up. Like, okay, pictures I just, and depictions. I've just re- we'll skipped to 119 of the book. So if you want to follow at home, go and archive.org, go to 119. Look at the very bottom left-hand side of the bottom page. That doesn't look like the same style of drawing as in the the whoever drew the other pictures looked like they were a bit more professional. This one, I don't think, looks as professional. I think it's more like a... Like a doodle. It's like a doodle. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's odd to me. Like yeah. it, it doesn't fit in with the the thing. But I'm sure I'm not the only but person. But if you look at the color of the ink of the doodle and the color of the ink of the lettering, it's the same. It's the same color. I oh, know. Look, I'm I'm just doing that by yeah. eyeballing it. You'd have to do a proper analysis of it. Um, because the, all the pictures have been big and 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 uh, I would take it about whatever is on that page. We could be wrong. But that picture looks like a doodle, and I know that not a, a human doodle, a, like a what scribble. we yeah a scribble. scribble. Yeah, we yeah. used to do it in school when we got bored. Yeah. We yeah, started we scribbling. Yeah. yeah, so maybe that's what that is. Um, it could be hypothetical. It could be. Um, but it does look like there was something here. Or that could have bled through from one of the other pages. It could have, and maybe that's why they couldn't do a big picture as well. Because well, maybe the it it, it bled through and they bled through yeah, too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, we're trying to decipher this already on air. Oh, I know. Um, we won't. We won't what, crack it though. What, uh, the handwriting looks exactly the same. Does anyone? Does is there any mystery about if this is a co-authored book or if there, it's had multiple people writing? Well, we don't know. So that's the, that's, that's part of the mystery. We don't know how many people contributed to it. Whether was it one author? Was it an author and uh, artist? Uh, was it you know but multiple sure, contributors? Surely we would have handwriting experts. We have had handwriting. We've had lots of and people what, looking at and it. And they have no clue. They've come out scratching their heads. Jesus. Uh, sorry, to, sorry to swear in God's name, but um, we have more information about the Bibles than what we do about this manuscript, by the sounds of it. That, that's why it's a mystery. Why has this one particular book been created in this style, in this manner? Um, and why does it look as though you could almost read it just by looking at the pictures, and yet we still don't know what it's trying to say? Apart from that okay, one so guy who thinks he has cracked it. Okay, I've just, I've just found the astrology. I take it this is the astrology one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, isn't it amazing? Uh, Some of the imagery. Oh, yeah, imagery totally. And, and talking about moons by the looks of it over here. Yeah, sun, moons, and the zodiacs. Yeah, so, and it's not bad. Like, okay, I don't know what all these are. I take it they're all the different types of seasons or styles or moons or yeah. suns or something. Yeah. Look, we've been, if you know what the manuscript says, contact us. If you know what the manuscript says... Lots of money in there, surely. There's going to be a lot of money in it. Uh, write up your findings and uh, well, go get a Nobel p- Prize. Well, I don't well, know if you'd get a Nobel Prize for that. Yeah, who knows? So, um, what, what do you have a theory on this book? On this manuscript? Sorry, I shouldn't call it a book. Um, I don't, actually. You don't? I, I'm quite fascinated by um, the level of... Uh, expertise that would have had to mm. go into it to begin with, um, the dedication to write it. It doesn't look from the from our ability to to date it. It doesn't look like it was 
like years in the making. It looks like it was produced fairly quickly. Um, and don't ask me for a particular time. I don't know. No, 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 um, no, but no. it doesn't look like it was something that was um, made up, uh, you know, that took many, many decades to write. It looks like, you know, th- from the beginning to the end and in the middle, they all sort of came together quite uh, in a short period I, I, of time. I, I just, okay, so 240 pages, let's say that's all the writing. We unfortunately we've lost a few pages. I don't know why we've lost a few pages. We could have deteriorated. We could have lost them over time, or something else. Um, or, or aliens. But see, well, I'm not. Didn't want to go there. No, and you shouldn't because it's <laughs> never aliens. But there does seem to be some things like when I first glanced at this picture, for some reason I thought space. Yeah. Like Milky Way. It was kind of like yeah. the Milky Way. It could be a seed pod. It could be a seed pod, but there's writing in the in the, in the the um, curvature of the artwork. Oh. So there's actually text in these each line here. What does it mean? I've, what does it mean? So you can go to, to a 124. God, I need my glasses. <laughs> <laughs> I really cannot see. I'm struggling to see that screen. Yeah. Um, I, it's got me intrigued. I will be literally saving this page. And, and yeah, you're going to read it. I am. Well, try or try to. to. Yeah. I'm going to really dissect it because it's interesting. It's yeah, the, the, I find the mystery, these. I do find these interesting. Yeah, the the mystery of the Voynich manuscript. It's um, been um, getting people scratching their heads for a very long time. It's a good nighttime story. It's a great nighttime story. Um, and uh, hats off to um, archive.org well, uh, for having that and so many other great uh, books from. Uh, the history and our modern day mm-hmm. available for free. Yes, and yes, if you want to go and check it out, archive.org. Um, highly recommend them. Highly, I highly love like, archive.org. I'm just seeing a lot of goats at the moment. Uh, that, that it, at least that's what I assume yeah, that picture is, yeah, is a no, goat. There's so, all sorts of images uh, and stuff. Go check it out. If you like pictures, this is the best picture book you're ever going to know because you make up your own story. Um, hopefully one day we do find out what it says. I hope so too. And hopefully uh, it gets translated to English. Yes. So that we can all... Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Or whatever it is trying to tell us. I just hope it's not a doomsday prepper thing. Or something like telling us the future. You do know that there will already be conspiracy theorists about that it's about... The future. The future and that we're all going to die at some point and blah, blah, blah. Like the Mayan calendar, remember that? From uh, the 21st to the 12th, 2012... Um, well, that was very wrong, though. That, yeah, that, of course it was that, wrong. That was, but but well done for whoever wrote that one. Wrote yeah. it, writ, wrote it, written, written that one. Right. Uh, yep, yeah, English Russell. Um, I'm just trying to see what the last page is. Oh wow, the page is blank. Oh, but it's got some. No, I think that's the uni- the university that's put a page at the end. Um, look, I would go and if I was you, I'll go and download this book and check it out. It's a very very interesting. Uh, time and so make sure you've got time for archive.org as well. Yeah, I great think resource. I do believe, and I'm just going to qu- double check before I say something out loud. <gasps> uh, yeah, I've got to make sure I'm correct about this. Uh, archive.org is powered by uh, Amazon um, because they are the Internet Archiver. Are they really? Yeah. So Alex, uh, there was a site called Alexa.com. Which was linked to the Wayback Machine, which clearly is part of the um, archive.org thing. So, interesting. They've got a lot about it. So, I'm just trying to see if terms of service updated. So, I believe you 
you used to be able down. You used to be allowed to donate to them. Yes, you can still donate to them. So you can donate to the um, archive community at archive.org. Go donate for twenty bucks. Um, they are a registered comp- non-profit organization as well. And look, there's lots of if you, if if that's um, something that you enjoy, like archive.org. There are a lot of museums now that are putting their um, collection collections on, on uh, virtual display. So Guggenheim is is another one. Um, so um, and in fact, a lot of the art museums over this whole COVID pandemic uh, put their collections online. So you could do virtual tours of uh, a lot of the great museums around the world. So awesome. Well, enjoy. enjoy that. You can also donate with cryptocurrency if you want to donate with cryptocurrency. That's great for them. Um, we have re- ran out of time. We have. Um, but that is an interesting read. I'm going to just go back on my browser history so I can save it. Um, what's on next week's show? I don't know. We, we could do a part three of Mysteries. They uh, are really, really good. So should we do another uh, part three? We'll do the Antikythera Mechanism, which is like the Voynich Manuscript. Um, except uh, of analog computing power. Yeah. So nerdy stuff, in other words. Oh, it's nerdy stuff. Really? Yeah, and that always gets me happy. Yeah, same here. Um, Um, And we can also then look at the uh, Nazca lines in uh, Peru. Is that the telegram one? uh, Because isn't there... I don't know if we spoke about it. There's some Morse code mystery as well. Is there? Yes. Well, you they bring that one along. They don't know what the Morse code says. So. Well, that's why it's a mystery. That's why it's a mystery. <laughs> you seem to be... <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know what a mystery is. A mystery <laughs> is something that doesn't have a solution, put simply. There's a lot of things that don't have solutions, like why Russell's brain isn't working half the time. <laughs> because it's Friday afternoon. <laughs> time to go home, people. Time yeah. to... Uh, Get some food in me. Um, <laughs> tune in next week at 6pm when we talk more, part three of Mysteries. And uh, don't forget to check out archive.org, subscribe to the podcast, uh, like our Facebook page, and tune in next fr- Friday um, at 6pm. Thanks, or, Peter. Or download us from the website. Yeah, uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, tune in, and stitcher.com, as well as drm1.com.au. Uh, Until next week, we're out of here. Bye-bye.